Penny University, a podcast with value. Penny University presents 2019 Moments on the Skin. Why do some of us get tattoos? Why does someone want to place a moment on their skin? Something that will always be there, reminding them of an event, a person, or even a thought? Listen as Deborah and Tony discuss what they know from their different sides of a tattoo. Episode 1. A shout-out to Andrew. Yellow tattoo. Welcome to this episode of Penny University's new series. I hope you'll enjoy it. Um, My name is Deborah Finkston, and I have been working in education my entire career, all my life. But through tragedy, I was brought to Penny University podcasts. Um, And if you're wondering what I mean, please take some time and listen to Series 1 from Penny University, Our Investigation, Our Truth. But this series subject matter had been rolling around in my head for quite a while. So I was happy when Penny University told me to go for it, to find somebody and to get the tattoo series done. Um, I do have a couple of tattoos, um, all on one arm, but um, we'll get into all of that later. But I would like to introduce to you my partner um, in crime, we'll say, huh? My tattoo expert for this series, and it's Tony Carey. Um, And Tony uh, did my tattoos, but Tony, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, hello, Deborah. Thanks for having me. Hey, Tony. My name's Tony Carey. I work at Holdfast Tattoo in Prescott, Arizona. I've been tattooing for 18 years. Um, I moved to Prescott in August of 2003, so I've been in Prescott about 16 years. Um, I was offered an opportunity to work at Holdfast by uh, my then neighbor, Kenny, who owns the shop. Uh, he offered me a spot and at the time the timing was perfect. So I ended up, uh, jumping in with him. He owns the business, but I've been there from the beginning. I basically helped build the business and we opened, it It was just two of us. Um, and we've, uh, had some growing pains over the years. We're up to five people now. Have you always been in that same building? I mean, it's a cool building. I love your front doors. I just, the, um, atmosphere of it's so neat. Yeah. We've been there from the, from the beginning. It's been 14 years, uh, the building's 118 years old. Wow. Um, and it's not in the exact location, but on the creek there was where the original Whiskey Row was. Yeah. And when it burned down in 1900, they rebuilt that block and moved Whiskey Row around the corner to its current location. I did not know that. So I knew the fire. The building I has that history. I mean, oh, wow. it's that old. Those timbers in there are. So, so it's years worth old. to come in and just see the building. Oh, yeah. but, but it's also worth to come in. Yeah, and it certainly has a, a, an energy about it. You know, you, you can feel the history for yeah. sure. What was your first tattoo? My first ta- first professional or first non-professional? First, first one you ever got. I, what was the first tattoo you uh, ever the got? The first tattoo I ever got was a homemade tattoo in a friend's kid, friend's grandma's kitchen, actually. <laughs> and it, it was of a dollar sign. Because <laughs> I, I played a lot of basketball and I claimed that my jump shot was money. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. What was the first tattoo you ever did? That you put on somebody. First tattoo I ever did was a was a skull. It was just a piece of flash, a, a piece of flash that was hanging in the shop, and uh, I put it on the the apprentice body piercer at the shop. Okay, so you guys are gonna learn. I know nothing. So you said flash. This is what is that? What? Uh, it's, it's. I guess it's maybe a little less common these days. But when I first started tattooing, when you walked into a tattoo shop, they were adorned in individual tattoo designs or, or pre-drawn uh, right images that the client could pick from and get that image tattooed on them. 
Okay. Um, they were tattooed over and over and over again, and your flash collection was literally, um, you know, your money makers. Oh, okay. So you wanted to have the best flash. Um, in, in the old days, flash was uh, hand painted by whoever owned the shop, and they were all originals. And I know some shops that are like that today. But when I started tattooing, flash was mass produced, and you wanted to have the most up to date cool flash catalog to sell so tattoos. So it was almost like a, um, an etching or um, a, something that you just copied. Yeah, just like a pre-drawn design. But that's not, I mean, do people still do come in and pick a flash? Or do most people come in now with an idea? I guess both. I, I think when we started Holdfast, we, we had the vision of doing a full custom shop uh, because that was a little more um, outside of what was... The ordinary at the time. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. was uh, 2005, and uh, we had a few images of Flash, and our shop is covered in Flash now. Uh, and occasionally, I think someone will come in and maybe be inspired by a design, but oftentimes people come in with a specific specific image, and they uh, basically contract us to create them an original design, and we make a tattoo for them. Do you still like it? Oh, I love it. I like it more now than ever. Maybe. Why? I don't know why. Cause I'm. Curious combination of OCD and ADD, and uh, my ADD allows me to like micro focus when I'm tattooing, and when I'm tattooing, my my brain is actually quieted, which is a a nice thing yeah. <laughs> for me. And uh, I'm just been completely obsessed with it from the very beginning. And the more I understand what tattooing means to me, and the, you know, the more that evolves, the, the more my love grows for it. That's fantastic. I think I need to bring up, um, we were just talking, we're in my living room, and if you hear crickets, it's after uh, Tony has left the shop, and he came over to my house, and it's in the evening, and we have some beautiful cricket sounds coming in, and if you hear our chairs squeak, this is just a conversation, and so um, welcome to our conversation. Uh, you know, Tony, we talked, I was not a fan of tattoos. Um, both of my children, you know, wanted them. Um, I have a beautiful stepdaughter. I'm going to call her daughter from this point on. She has some. Um, but when TJ, my oldest, and Andrew, my youngest, were starting to get their tattoos, I was not a fan. It was like everybody was getting them. I used to tease them that we're reverting back to savages because savages get tattoos, and I would tease them about it. Um, Andrew even came in, and he just got um, mom on and he goes, see, mom, I got one for you. I don't care. Um, you know, it, it, I figured the look was dead. You know, it wasn't just cool, hip people. It wasn't just guys in the Navy anymore going to the wrong side of the tracks or going, you know, to Asia or wherever the ship gets them. You know, it was moms getting tattoos. You know, men getting tribal tattoos or you know a, a woman getting thumper on her ankle it was just I used to tease him when your mom gets a tattoo the look is dead and um but and Andrew got covered he got what they call sleeves and then he got his legs covered which I used to tease him with socks um, and then he moved on from there and then TJ you know has his a full back he's got his arms done you know they're both kind of covered um, Shelby doesn't have as many, um, but she has several. Um, and I used to tease them that National Geographic was ultimately in the United States going to try and find somebody that doesn't have a tattoo, and they were going to find me. And then I lost Andrew. And I, I wanted to 
memorize. I, I just wanted to keep a memory. I wanted to feel him again. And his widow, a beautiful woman named Julianne, got a tattoo that Andrew had that you helped draw with Andrew. You helped design. And you put on Andrew a lighthouse. And then Julianne got the lighthouse because she wanted to remember Andrew. Um, she changed it up a little bit and made it hers. We made it a little more feminine, I think. Or not feminine. We just changed the flowers and just customized it. Made, made it more hers, like yes. you said. We, I think we did sunflowers instead of roses. And yes, you did. Uh, it was very similar, but it was not the exact same. And then she didn't want lightning. Yes. Um, and then a gentleman who knew Andrew, who used to work with Andrew, Matt, came in and asked if he could get the tattoo. And I have to tell you, one of the reasons why I just fell in love with you before I even knew you was because Matt told me you said I have to get permission first. And you, I think it was Julianne, you called and said, is it okay if I put it on Matt? And she said yes. And I thought, I love this guy. I don't even know. I, I just, because that was so beautiful. Yeah, it's such a, a powerful thing to wear a tattoo that someone else had as a memorial. And I knew that I had already done it on Julianne. It just wouldn't have felt right if it wasn't done with with permission from, from family. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Julianne granted it, and I'm assuming you knew too beforehand? Or you know what? She during... did tell me. Yeah, and Matt told me too, so... But Matt's was customized as well. Matt's was not the exact same line drawing. What did he do different? I can't do remember you... offhand. I'd have, to see okay. it. I'd have to see it again. I'll have to check it out too, because I just remember him saying, you know, I got it done, and, and I just thought that was beautiful. So one morning I was in the bathroom and I thought, I don't, I just, and I, it just hit me. I want Andrew's lighthouse on my arm. And I told my husband, Jerry, and Jerry just kind of smiled a little bit because he has a tattoo. And then I called you up and I said, okay, um, my name is Deborah and my son is Andrew and I want the lighthouse. And you were so kind. Oh, okay. What did you think? Did you... Uh, well, the immediate first thing I thought is, okay, well, I know I have the line drawing somewhere because I just referenced this. And uh, for once in my life, my tendency towards being a pack rat paid off. <laughs> my wife would argue that it often doesn't. But, but in this case, I, I just randomly happened to have that line drawing still laying around because I have a penchant for, for saving custom line drawings. And uh, so I knew I had it. I knew I had it filed away in a disorganized fashion. Um, so that was good and reassuring, but then also I just kind of felt an overall sense of heaviness and I knew how heavy it was going to be and we hadn't met. Mm -hmm. Um, we talked on the phone and the exchange was beautiful, but I just, I just knew it was going to be heavy. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things I thought about was how I did that tattoo for Andrew. Uh, we drew it together and made this tattoo and it was a big tattoo. It was on his upper arm also. And, uh, I was really interested in getting that piece finished. He was not. Yeah. He wasn't at all interested in getting it finished. And then we got it lined and we put the black in it, but I never got to put color in it. That's right. And he, I didn't get to tattoo him that often because I was only tattooing him when, during fire, you know, off fire seasons. Right. So when he was on downtime, which was limited, uh, and he just wanted more coverage as opposed to finishing stuff we already started. And my OCD brain really wanted to finish it, mm -hmm. and we never got the chance to. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that I was going to get the opportunity to finish it for his mom... Well, I mean, that's emotional. There's, there's no way to hide it. Yeah. That, that's just an emotional thing. Yeah. And I will tell you, um, I was kind of nervous about coming into the studio. And, and is that an appropriate term, studio? Sure, yeah, studio's okay. fine. Okay. Um, I was kind of nervous about coming in. And 
uh, I was super comfortable. You made me comfortable. And we also live in the same area. So we teased about Diamond Valley, which is an area of Prescott. And um, then you started in and it is, it's my full upper arm. And if you are interested in any of the tattoos that Tony and I are talking about, um, we will have pictures up on our landing page with Anchor. So you can refer back there and check them out. Um, but it was um, so healing to, to discuss and talk. And we laughed about Andrew. We laughed about other friends. We laughed and talked about um, Diamond Valley. So if you don't have a relationship with your... Is it tattooist, tattoo artist? What? I mean, I think we often... Uh, those connected to it say tattooer. But I think okay. tattoo artist is fine too. Because I really consider it an art form. I really do. You draw what you're going to design and then I don't care how you outline it you still are uh, the body is the canvas and so that's pretty amazing yeah um and and so to be this canvas and then to have that camaraderie so if you don't have a a, a tattoo artist that you have camaraderie with or that makes you feel comfortable or um that you realize this person is putting this memory or this thought, this permanent thing on your body, and you're not comfortable with it, find somebody else. Come come have Tony do your tattoo. <laughs> um, because it is. It's a pretty intimate thing, I believe. Well, I like to think of it how the Japanese look at like food preparation. The energy that goes into the food preparation uh, is consumed, and then the energy is felt by the person who consumed the food. So if I'm having a bad day or... Uh, not interested in doing your tattoo or we're not vibing. Um, I, I think that energy goes into the tattoo and you, even if it's a, a nice looking tattoo, you can walk away not feeling good from it. But at the same time, if I'm in a, a good headspace and we're able to have a, a, you know, a nice friendly exchange or even more, mm -hmm. um, you walk away with a good energy. And even if the tattoo that I did hopefully is the best I can tattoo at that moment, I'm not doing the world's greatest tattoos, but hopefully you walk away with such a good feeling about it that, to you, it is the world's best tattoo, you know? And it is. To me, it is. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, honestly, that, that's the goal every time. Okay, so what exactly, Tony, is a tattoo? I mean, I think you have to be uh, pretty blind in society right now. But I, you know what I did notice? Um, here in Prescott, Arizona, there are several people that have tattoos. A lot of people. We went back to Maine last summer, and I couldn't... There were a couple tattoo shops, but most people didn't have any. Um, so is it pretty um, demographic, do you think? I think it can definitely be demographic. And I'm not sure what magical circumstances allowed Prescott to become such a tattoo town because we're as much of a retirement community as anything. We are, yeah. Or more of a retirement community as anything. But I think Arizona is pretty tattooed in general, maybe per capita, but I think Prescott is especially tattooed. And I, I think it might have something to do with Prescott being such a service industry town. Mm -hmm. For some reason, people in the service industry like being tattooed and people see their tattoos mm -hmm. because they're out in the public. They're, you know, serving you your food or drinks or cutting your hair right. um, or, you know, doing your massage or whatever that particular service may be. And Prescott is small enough to be a, a very word of mouth town. Yes. So, uh, We've never advertised. We've never spent a penny on advertising. It's all been word of mouth. And it seems like if you do enough nice work in the town for a long enough period of time, it, uh, the business becomes built in. 
and we've been pushing hard for a long time, you know, and I think right. uh, for whatever reason, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a California influence too. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, we wear tattoos in Prescott. Yeah. And I love, you know, wearing mine where there isn't yeah. because I love people. They'll, they'll look, some people will smile. Um, I have not had anybody that I have felt offended. Right. I, I don't very oftenly, often uh, come into circumstances where I feel like people are approaching me with any sort of negative, if anything, I hear positive comments. So. That's, that's awesome. Well, I guess let's start at the very, what is a tattoo? You know, what is it? That's a good question. I don't know that I have a definitive answer. Uh, <laughs> to me, there's still, it's still mystifying how tattooing works. Uh, but I guess, you know, by definition, it's an indelible mark under the skin or in the skin, within the skin. And I still don't under, I mean, I know the skin is like seven layers or whatever from, you know, science, high school right. science class. And why doesn't it wear off? Um, so a properly executed tattoo penetrates about halfway through the skin. So about three to four layers. And uh, I'm no scientist. My wife is actually. But uh, I've been told that they've proven that the pigment molecules are large enough to where the lymph system can't wash them away very effectively. So they, they're heavy enough to just sort of re reside between the layers. Okay. But also, the body sees them as a foreign body, and they actually build tissue around them. So they've, they've virtually become encapsulated. Oh. And then if you can imagine, you're looking at a tattoo through a window of your pigmented skin. So you being fair complected allows you to have very bright tattoos. But, but I mean, you're looking at it through, through skin. Mm -hmm. So it's not on top of the skin. It's definitely within the really? skin. Yeah. So, I mean, even though yours is quite bright, it looks as though it's on top. It, it's in the skin and you're looking at it through uh, several layers of skin. Wow. That's amazing. And I couldn't tell you how we get it there. I've just been doing but it long enough to where, it. to where it goes there. Yeah. Um, and uh, mine has several colors and my colors are holding really, really well. And I've had people walk up and say, wow, your colors are so beautiful. Um, and I teasingly tell them, well, when you're old and, you know, you have super white skin, that's what happens. But um, I, I, I think it's also because of the talent that you put into it. But um, I think it's just also meant to be. Yeah. Kind of it's, it's, yeah. it's there and it's this beautiful. Well, that, that's crazy you say that because... You know, I get a little esoteric with thinking about tattoos and such, but I think when tattoos are the most well executed, they look as though they were always there. It's almost like uh, it was already there and we just made it happen. Yes. It already right. wanted to be there. Well, like how you said for Julianne, you put sunflowers. For me, I wanted to stay with Andrew's look with you, the roses. You got the exact same outline. Right. Except I added storm. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted more yeah. storms yep. on the top. Yeah. So, um, so basically, it's ink in the skin, capsulated by. Oh, that's you know what? That's we we're gonna have to we will have to bring your wife because that's right. too scientific even for me. That's that's crazy. Um, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, does it hurt? And I I don't know why people assume that it wouldn't. Right. I mean. It's needles. Right. And when you were doing it, you were wiping blood away. Right. Um, so, and I say, absolutely, it hurts. And th they always kind of cringe. And I say, but I loved the pain. You earned it. You still have to earn them. Yeah. Even in 2019, you still have to earn a tattoo. And I, I love that about it. So 
that I've never heard. That's pretty much you earn it through the pain. And to me, the pain was healing. Well, and I think there's a certain badge of merit in wearing a tattoo or especially a big tattoo because even though people can look at it and, you know, say that it's beautiful or, you know, however they Mm -hmm. respond to it, but everyone looking at it knows that it hurt. Everyone Mm -hmm. knows that you endured Mm -hmm. X amount of pain to wear that tattoo. And I think that there's something to that. Some people get tattooed for that reason alone. Just the pain. Or the the badge of merit attached to the pain. That I can, I did it. Yep. And there were different, when you were doing it, when you were doing the outline, that pain felt different than when you were doing the fill-in. Yes. And you were saying, I remember at the time, um, some people, the outlining hurts more than the filling. And for some people, the filling Right. It hurts. And different parts of the body are different and uh, it can vary from day to day. But I think in general, when you're talking about doing, you know, traditional tattoos, line work is usually a little more painful than Mm -hmm. than the coloring or shading. And see, I hated the coloring and shading. It felt like you were just scraping me with, you know, it's like, oh my God, forget this. That's point in case to the fact that it's different for everyone. It's very unique. But you were saying different parts of the body also feel different for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is there like a worse spot? Well, I always say wherever you're getting tattooed right now is the worst spot. <laughs> Good, yeah. Because you, yeah. you know, like, like uh, having a child, you kind of lose track of exactly what it felt like. Right. You, you know it sucked. Yeah. But it's not on the surface. It's not, you, you can't remember exactly what it felt like. So mm-hmm. uh, I can remember certain parts of the body that were definitely high end on the pain spectrum, but I think it's different for everyone. And I think... Uh, well, for you... Because uh, you have several tattoos. Yeah, I have a few tattoos. <laughs> uh, side of my head was probably the worst. But I have a, a Japanese-style back piece that ends behind the knees. And oh. up, up oh. under the butt cheek, upper thigh. That's a special that, kind that? of pain, too. Yeah. <laughs> and see, yeah. and that's where I pinch my husband when he's not, when he's not behaving well. Yeah. It, and where I bet it works. I like pinch him right there. It's like, Eah. Yeah, I bet it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are tons of podcasts out there. You have options. Penny University is truly a podcast with value, and we strive to share great true stories. Some are plain fun. Some might bring a tear to your eye and maybe even make you a little angry. Listen to them all. Please listen, like, and share. Head over to our Facebook page, see who we are. And thanks for listening. You're listening to Penny University, a podcast with value. We hope you find the series fun and interesting. If you would like to share your two cents, contact Deborah or Tony at pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please rate this series, then share. Now, back to the podcast. Well, in this series, we're certainly not going to be able to cover, you know, why everybody and their mother gets a tattoo and because there's a lot of reasons, but I, we've kind of picked the title moments on the skin because for me, they're moments, they're memories. And for other people that I've talked about, oh, you know, I really love that tattoo. Um, you know, what did that mean? So a lot of people have those. So that's kind of what we're going to be dealing with. But next, our next episode is going to be on the history of tattooing. And you're going to share, you have dived into quite a bit of history. And so you're going to be sharing a brief history um, of tattoos on our next episode. And we're going to be talking about that. 
But what are some reasons you hear why people get tattoos? Well, I would say there's as many reasons why people get tattooed as there are different styles of tattoos. I mean, are there quite a few? This, I mean, the spectrum is is large and is as unique as individual humans themselves. Okay. Um, some of the reasons that I hear often are, you know, maybe a kind of a coming of age type experience, someone turning 18 and it's an act of independence or even maybe defiance or rebellion. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I think that's still there, even though tattoos are so much more common. Um, I never had a chance to think about that in those terms until I had my own child. And then now I'm like, Oh, I get it. So he's perfect. Doesn't need to that, change his body, you know. So are you gonna so, let him get tattoos? Do you think, or are you gonna have I, him? Wait? I don't know how that journey's gonna go yet. Um, I certainly would want him to do it from an educated perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't want to see him get tattooed before he's eighteen, you mm -hmm. know. And if he's eighteen, hopefully he gets tattooed by someone who I approve of, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the biggest fear is he's a rebellious kid like me, and he's getting tattooed in someone's kitchen or whatever, right. just like I did. Yeah, you know. Because yeah. to me, it was the most rebellious thing you could do as a human. And you know? how did your parents deal with that? Oh, they hated it. Yeah, they hated it. I still, I mean, they really don't understand now. Right. Even though I, you know, made a living right. and support my family. I mean, we don't talk about it now because I don't see them that often. It's not something that, uh -huh. you know, I think they're just happy I'm, you know, paying my way or whatever. Right. But yeah, they're, they're, I mean, I'm from rural Wisconsin. Where I'm from, to this day, people don't have a lot of tattoos. Mm -hmm. But especially not back then. Mm -hmm. So me getting my first couple tattoos was crazy to begin with. And, and then, what, when was this? I don't want to age um, you, but... So I graduated high school in 94. I think I got my first non-professional tattoo in 94. My first professional tattoo in 95. Okay. And the crazy thing is I got tattooed with my mom that day in, okay. ni in 95. She has a tattoo yeah, too? Yeah, she just has a couple tattoos. Okay. She's not a tattoo person. Right. My dad would never get tattooed, so he thought it was crazy that my mom and I got tattooed. But mm -hmm. for me to, to collect a few more tattoos and then to present to them that I, I'm having a career path change and I'm, I want to make tattoos for a living was the equivalent of joining the circus, running away and joining the circus because right. it's so far outside of what they could conceive of as a respectable way to make a living. Well, it used you know? to be when you'd want to get a tattoo. Now, when I was in high school, you said 94. When I was in high school in the 70s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if we wanted a tattoo, we had to go basically to the bad part of town. Right. Um, it, we you would have to go to the Pike in Long Beach, which doesn't even exist anymore, right. to get a tattoo. Now, I mean, they're fashionable. Right. And, and I feel like I got into it in some sort of a transitional period between what it was then and what it is now. Right. Because it was still definitely a lot uh, more rebellious to wear tattoos or, you know, to to hang out in a tattoo shop. And I was taught by a, a gnarly biker dude. Mm -hmm. um, and, and his connection to it was, was a whole different relationship to where I'm at right now these days. Um, so it, it did have a, a little a little bit of an outlaw aspect to it or, or scary, little, it's kind of scary back alley. Mm -hmm. But of mm -hmm. course it wasn't what it was in the 70s because I've, I looked to the 90s as really the first coming of age um, and the first sort of crossover to mainstream um, people were getting a lot of tattoos in the 90s and there were a lot less shops. So they, yep, made, that's right. they were making yeah. money hand over fist when I was first mm -hmm. coming to tattooing. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw a trend to transition from that to where it is now where there, there's a lot more people getting tattooed, but there's a lot more shops. Mm -hmm. I know people that are really, really good tattooers that are less busy now than they were 10 years ago. But you know, I, I still think there's kind of that um, a rebel 
type. I, I hope there is. I, I think there still is. I, I truly do. Um, or my opinion is, is that, you know, it's still there. Um, but you're right. There's a lot more tattoo shops. But I always hope to find somebody that had that history. Right. You know. Right. Well, and you'd always worry what the fallout's going to be from it becoming so mainstream that everyone has tattoos. Then what happens? Does right. a certain generation look to us as not being cool and maybe they don't wear tattoos anymore? I mean, right. hopefully I'm not trying to still make a living doing it if that happens. Right, you, you right. Know, because I, I want to be able to you know, support myself and my family as long as I can. I'm running the wheels off this thing. Right. The, so. the look will come back. Come on. I look around and I think, I wore that. <laughs> in high school and people were well, and, and I think about it in those terms but really that's it's not the right way to look at it because tattooing has been around as long as humans have been around so, so there's a call to it yeah. that's beyond my uh, understanding beyond anyone's understanding yeah maybe. so you know it'll, it'll ebb and flow and styles will change um, I'm trying to not get too wrapped up in doing tattoos that are trendy I try to do tattoos that are a little more timeless anyway mm-hmm. now you said um, that there were different, you said as many as there is people, there's different tattoos and that type of thing. And next episode is going to be on the history. But what is your style? Is there, is there a term for it? Well, or? I spent my whole life just trying to be able, my whole tattoo career, just trying to be able to tattoo whatever walked through the door. So I, I really kind of prided myself in being versatile and being able to cater to all styles. And I, I dabbled in everything from from uh, you know trying to do good portraits to traditional American to you know when I first started tattooing it was in the Midwest it was lots of tribal still mm-hmm. so we did a lot of tribal and I don't know that I ever got good at it but but I definitely wanted to do good at, at tribal and uh, I was maybe even somewhat overly ambitious and I was trying to do everything I saw in the magazines because uh, when I started tattooing magazines were far more relevant than they are now because social media and internet right. kind of killed the magazines they're still around but they're Back then, they were gold. I didn't get to see tattoos unless I looked at magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, there was internet around, but it wasn't what it is now. And there, you know, my tattoo career definitely predates social media. So we looked to the magazines for different styles of tattooing and what was hot and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have known what anything was style-wise without the magazines. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of do whatever I saw in the magazines. And certainly, you're at the mercy of what people are asking you to do. Right, and, and it takes a long time to be able to just tattoo what walks through the door. So I was happy to be, get to a point where I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I definitely wanted to do por- good at portraits because I was always driven, or I was always drawn to like the human form and facial features and stuff. So I I did portraits for a few years, and I kind of was honing my craft and just learning to uh, become proficient with all different. Uh, styles, uh, not so much styles, but techniques, I guess. Okay. Because you have to be able to do all techniques, even for an individual style. Um, and then I started working with some, well, the guys that hold fast were really good at Japanese and traditional American. And I got really interested in traditional American. And I spent a whole lot of time uh, becoming as proficient as I could at that while still dabbling in everything else. Your arm definitely would probably fall into the traditional American okay. category. Okay. Um, the more sailor looking style tattoos, you know, the roses and oh, the ships okay. and uh, sparrows and those type of things. Um, and then, uh, I always was also interested in the Japanese style and then my career path took a, a distinct detour when, uh, a guy by the name of Jack Mosier came to work with us and I started to delve deeper into the Japanese, 
uh, history and culture and learning how things are supposed to be because it's very regimented. It's very uh, cut and dry how things are supposed to be and there's a lot more rules. Um, they look at things a lot differently. The culture looks at things more like, a, you know, being a tattooer is the same as being a sushi chef. You dedicate your whole life to it. You have a master. You have a master until that person dies mm -hmm. and then you become a master. You may teach a person or two, but you dedicate your whole life to learning the, the very... Mm -hmm. uh, rudimentary specifics all the way to the very end where, where you're considered a master. Um, and and I, I, I definitely became more interested in that, in that regard. And then he brought myself and Kenny into the world of Tabori, which is uh, Japanese hand poke tattooing, um, which is even weird to be an American learning from an American in America. Uh, but he had garnered enough respect in Japan. Uh, he kind of developed his own style of Japanese-style tattooing, and he was brought into Tabori from a Japanese master, like a guy that tattooed Yakuza, the, the Japanese mafia. He probably just tattooed oh. within a family of Yakuza. And Jack learned from that guy, and then Jack spent some time with some other Japanese masters, and uh, he introduced it to us with respect to the culture, and he made us promise that we can't ever teach anyone Tabori. Oh, okay. Because we're not but Japanese. But you can do it. I can do it. He said, maybe my son someday. And I'm not going to tell it to my kid ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but he said, not until he's he at said least 18. If, right? I, I can't really ever teach anyone. Okay. So it kind of wow. has to end with us because we're not Japanese and he's not Japanese. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So what is, do you have a favorite tattoo on that you, for you, on you? Probably my back. And what, what makes that? Just because it's the biggest chunk of canvas I have. Okay. <laughs> and I earned it more than any other tattoo, believe me. Right. So. Uh, to, and what is it? Uh, it's a Japanese-style um, layout called kamenoko, which means turtle back. Okay. So it's my whole back, my butt, and my thighs, upper thighs. And it's a, it's a giant skull, and there's two snakes, and there's peonies and water. Okay. And so that's your um, biggest accomplishment or biggest memory or biggest memorial or how would you term that? I don't know. It's just my biggest uh, piece of real estate. Okay. <laughs> you know, having that done, I know nothing I'm going to endure tattoo wise is going to be any worse than that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. it's almost like a, in my uh, situation, it's like a suit of armor almost, you know, and it changes you. You don't have the same perspective coming out of it as you do going into it. That, but, well, that I understand. I have a little one compared to your yeah. whole back. And I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so on the net, on the few coming episodes, I've noticed just over the time, it seems to me that tattoos are getting bigger, that there's more, I'm seeing more people and it could just be because press gets kind of saturated. Yeah. There are more people getting, you know, full yeah, body. I, it, it, it's weird. I, I have the same uh, skewed perspective because I tattoo in Prescott and my clientele has definitely gone that way mm -hmm. as Japanese style tattooing is usually approached in a, a, a larger scale. And I think tattooing maybe is going that way in general. But I mean, I was having a conversation with a friend a few months ago and I was saying how cool it is that Prescott's tattoo town and people are getting these big tattoos. He's like, yeah, because you keep making everybody get big tattoos. <laughs> like, well, well, there might be a little something to do with that. So it might be something to do with with us, Kenny and myself, collectively pushing towards that. But um, I think people are definitely looking at the canvas in a different, different way. Different way, than, yeah. Than we used to. That's cool. Thank you for listening to Penny University's presentation, Moments on the Skin. Why do some of us get tattoos? 
Please join us again for the next episode in this fun series. We hope you find us a podcast with value. Until next episode, be strong, wise, and safe.